Hello, friends. Welcome to Resting Church Face, a podcast. I am your host, Amanda Allen, and this is episode 45. Thanksgiving is tomorrow, so this week we're talking about all the fun and not so fun traditions that make Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. So sit back, relax, or nap because tryptophan, and let's get started. Why are there no Thanksgiving songs? I have been thinking about this a lot. There are a lot, you know, a ton of Christmas carols. There are Easter songs. There are even Halloween songs like Thriller and Monster Mash. But the only Thanksgiving song that I could think of is Turkey in the Straw. And that's not even really a Thanksgiving song. But there's not much for us to listen to. And I think that that should be rectified. We should have like actual Thanksgiving songs. Maybe I should write one. Just all moody and about being full. <laughs> but, you know, I'll say it in like a metaphoric way. Like, my heart is full, so is my stomach. But, you know, I'd say it in a much cooler way if I wrote a song. Anyway, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And there are so many things that I think Thanksgiving symbolizes. Of course, you know, it's the first meal I guess that we've shared we shared with the Native Americans, um, which you know most people feel like that really wasn't true, um, didn't happen that way, but um, <laughs> we, we were a little more ruthless. I think uh, I guess they can celebrate the gift of our giving them you know lots of diseases and forcing them off the land. So yes, but I love Thanksgiving. I I love the symbolic gesture of taking a moment to sit and think about the things that we are actually thankful for, the blessings that we have to live in America, and family. All of the things about Thanksgiving are so much fun for me. And I asked you guys on Instagram and on Facebook to tell me some of your Thanksgiving traditions. And the majority of what I got were like one-word answers, which were eating (laughs) and food. I was like, yes, that is probably the most popular Thanksgiving tradition. And we are definitely going to talk about that because a lot of you have um, all kinds of food and very like strong opinions on what foods should be served and should not be served at Thanksgiving. So we'll talk about that. But a lot of you also had some Thanksgiving traditions that my family doesn't do, but I think they were really interesting. So let's talk about Thanksgiving and the things that we do that make it feel like a Thanksgiving holiday. So let's start with the most popular answer, which I've already mentioned, which is eating. You know, Thanksgiving is the one day of the year where it is just perfectly acceptable to be a pig. (laughs) Just eat as much as you want. Literally eat yourself into a coma, like a nap where you cannot move off the couch and we're all doing it. it. It's okay. You know, for my family, we would just, we would eat around probably 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, you know, 2 o'clock was kind of late, but we would have all the food ready, and so we'd eat lunch, and everybody would just be stuffed, and then we would go back into the the living room and watch a Christmas movie or something. Most of us would fall asleep on the couch, or we would actually go to our rooms and take a nap, and then we would wake up and then just repeat the process. And, you know, it wasn't really just Thanksgiving Day. This would go on until the food was just gone. So probably Saturday or Sunday, 
when we had probably, you know, eaten through all of the good stuff and all we had left was, you know, green bean casserole, which I love now as a kid, not so much. Um, we had like green bean casserole left and maybe like a few pieces of, you know, dry turkey <laughs> that we had just like, you know, we'd gone through all of it. So there are a lot of staple foods for Thanksgiving that I think most everybody has. Definitely turkey, crescent rolls, bread of some sort, dressing. But there are a few that are very controversial. <laughs> and I was surprised by how many people said this. Okay. The first one is stuffing versus dressing. Like what do you call it? And what kind of stuffing versus dressing? So we always grew up having the like cornbread dressing, which to me, I think the biggest difference for me between stuffing and dressing is that dressing is like a little, it's a little uh, more, I'm going to say the word that a lot of people hate, moist, but it is. It's more like a quiche kind of a feel, if that makes sense. And then stuffing is always a little more crumbly texture to me. Um, and it really just depends on what you prefer. I typically enjoy the dressing. I like the, the quiche-like texture um, that you can just like smother in gravy. And, you know, you basically just eat it with your turkey and your mashed potatoes and gravy. So, but a lot of people were like, no, I love stuffing. And so it's just, it depends on what, I guess, where you're from um, and what you grew up with. And then the next one was sweet potatoes versus yams, <laughs> which... I honestly was like, is there a difference? I don't know why I thought that yams and sweet potatoes were the same thing, which is absolutely not true. I mean, like, I I guess intellectually knew that they are different vegetables, but I also thought they were the same. So, but they are not. We always grew up with sweet potato casserole. You know, you put pecans and uh, marshmallows on it. But there were a lot of people that wrote in, they were like, no, we like yams. It's very different. It tastes better. Um, and then some people had completely opposite feelings. So, yes, swam, swams. I just made a new, a swam casserole. It's, it's a hybrid. It's organic. It's cultured. Anyway, no. So, sweet potatoes or yams. Okay. And then finally, cranberry sauce was a big divisive food for you guys. Um, there are two schools of thought here. Oh, actually three. One was absolutely no cranberry sauce. <laughs> Some people were like, no. Um, and then there was canned cranberry sauce, like the ocean spray kind, or homemade cranberry sauce. Now, I did not grow up in our family, we didn't do cranberry sauce. Because really, none of, none of us liked it, except for my mom. And my mom would occasionally get the canned cranberry sauce and have a little bit for herself. And as an adult, I've tried it. It's okay. It's just not something that I have to have. My brother-in-law, Alex, really likes it. So now we do have it at our Thanksgiving meals. But so many of you were like... It has to be homemade. It cannot be canned. But then some of you were like, it has to be canned. It cannot be homemade. So I don't know. I think they both taste pretty much the same again. Um, I just don't know how I feel about like, it's like having jelly with your turkey. <laughs> I just don't, or like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to go together to me. But then again, you know, I also like, pancakes and sausage together. So I guess it's kind of the same thing. It's like sweet with salty. So I can see why it works, but it's just not, it's not my favorite thing. But a lot of you were very, very passionate about that. I will say I did not realize how hard it is to cook an entire Thanksgiving meal until I was in my twenties. My mom got pneumonia one year, like two or three days before Thanksgiving. 
And she was really sick. I mean, she was in bed, like couldn't get out of bed. It was terrible. And this is back before, you know, none of, none of us had kids. And so it was just going to be like my parents, my sister and my brother-in-law. And my sister and brother-in-law were coming. This is really pretty soon after they had gotten married. And my mom was very upset because, you know, she always made the full Thanksgiving meal. So <laughs> I had to do it. You guys, I at first was like, this is this is not going to be that hard, you know. <laughs> I even made myself a little schedule. I was like, I'll put this and do this and this and this. My friend actually got me, helped me get organized and, you know, told me what to do. But when I started to try to implement this, this is the hardest thing I, I had ever tried to do. <laughs> like still to this day, I was like, this was the, the most exhausting and stressful kitchen experience I've ever had. I particularly remember trying to get that turkey ready to go. I did not realize you had to like reach up inside the turkey and pull out the giblets. I guess that's what it's called. And that is the most disgusting thing. I didn't realize like the raw turkey, like when you start getting it ready, I mean, you it hits you suddenly. This is a dead bird. <laughs> like, like you know that, but then you really know it. I mean, it just looks like a headless bird and it is not pleasant. And I kept trying to reach up inside the turkey to get the stuff. I could not make myself do it. It just, the texture of it was grossing me out. I remember having to call my dad and being like, you've got to get this out for me. You've got to do this. I can't do it. And he was laughing. He did it. I made the turkey. I was so relieved because I was like, I did it. I like basted it. Uh, it was going to be all tender. And when it came out of the oven, I'd done it upside down, <laughs> which whatever. It tasted great. It was fantastic. But I felt, you know, I got why moms are just like, you should be thankful for me because that is exactly how I felt. I had no children, but I felt like I should have been, you know, really, people should be very grateful for all that I had done for them that day. So moms, I, I hats off because, you know, I still am only really responsible for dessert, sometimes drinks, and I'm not complaining about that because it's a big job. One of the not-so-fun traditions that a lot of you mentioned is somebody in your family being deathly ill on Thanksgiving. Guys, as I'm recording this, I have three family members who are sick. And I feel so badly for them. They have come down with a stomach bug or the flu. We're not really sure. They just don't feel good. And so there's a possibility that we may have to reschedule our Thanksgiving dinner, which is fine. And you know, the older I get, like when I was younger, that used to really bother me because I was like, I want to see everybody on the day. But I have realized that, you know, you can reschedule your Thanksgiving meal to another weekend and it still feels like Thanksgiving. You know, this really kind of, became a thing during COVID because a lot of us had to end up moving our celebrations around someone not having symptoms or being sick because we were all kind of afraid of getting that, getting COVID. And I realized, you know, we had to do it at, at Christmas because I, I can't remember who was sick at Christmas, but we ended up having our Christmas closer to New Year's and it was fine. It still felt like Christmas. It actually made the Christmas celebration go a little bit longer. So it was okay. So, you know, if you have to reschedule and have your Thanksgiving dinner on a random Wednesday or Tuesday when everybody feels good, that's what you got to do. Because, you know, 
I remember historically, almost every year, somebody in my family had a cold or, you know, some sort of sickness. My mom being sick that one year that she had pneumonia was probably the worst that I can remember. But there's always every year, I think one of us was just basically like we were upright only through Sudafed. <laughs> we, were, we were there, but only in body, not in spirit. We couldn't really taste the food. And one of us was miserable. And you really just don't want your family members to not enjoy Thanksgiving. So if you have to reschedule, do it because you want to enjoy Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving is in your heart. And you can eat turkey anytime. Put that on a pillow. A lot of you mentioned activities that you did with your family on Thanksgiving. And guys, that is one thing I cannot identify with. (laughs) Because in my family, like the most activity we got was maybe like peeling the potatoes, (laughs) walking from the kitchen to the dining room and then to the couch to lay back down. We were not an active family. It was probably about being as lazy as possible. But my friend Ashley said that, you know, every year they play a football game outside. It reminds me of that Friends episode, you know, the one with Thanksgiving, I think is what it's called, where they like get outside and they play a football game. And it looks so charming and it's so fun to watch and it's funny. It's not fun in person, guys. If you have no athletic ability, this is a nightmare. I saw a meme on Instagram that said... My greatest fear is marrying into a family who does a Thanksgiving marathon every year. And guys, that is exactly how I feel. I'm jealous, though, of people that wake up on Thanksgiving morning and they're like psyched to go on a run. Or after they eat, they're like, let's work off some of this turkey. You guys are going to live a lot more. Well, you're going to live longer than me. (laughs) And you know what? I'm okay with that. Am I jealous of you guys a little bit? But for me, I am Thanksgiving is a time to be thankful for the excuse to do nothing. Let's talk about Black Friday and the shopping that is involved. This is not something my family really did. We were not a huge go anywhere after Thanksgiving. We did not wake up early in the morning. But a lot of you wrote in about that being a fun part of your Thanksgiving traditions that you kind of miss, especially now that we do a lot of internet shopping. It's not so much about showing up at places. I can remember the one time that I got up really early was, I think it was like 2001 or 2000-ish. And my friend Brett, who I went to school with and I went to college with in Georgia, in, in Atlanta, he was really into these robotic dogs. Do you remember this? Like this is, you know, and looking back now, the technology is so basic, but it was a big deal then. There were these robotic dogs that you could program to be like to bark and walk and sit and they were cute, but it, it was a toy, but it was, you know, cutting edge technology. And they were having a huge sale at Radio Shack which doesn't even exist anymore. But at Radio Shack in Gadsden, and that was the nearest mall to where I lived in Gadsden, Alabama. And I woke up at, I think, three or four in the morning, Black Friday. I got up and I drove to the mall to Radio Shack because I wanted to make sure that I got Brett a robotic dog for Christmas. And I did. I got it. And he was really excited. Um, I'm wondering if he knows where that is or what yard sale that ended up in. (laughs) But it was really cool. But that was probably the one time that I can remember participating in a Black Friday sale. 
And, you know, I mentioned how the internet has kind of taken over Black Friday. Nowadays, I think most of us just stay at home because it is a lot easier to just, you know, do things from your phone or from your computer. But I also get the nostalgia of getting up early on Friday morning with your whole family or your mom or whoever and hitting all the deals. My friend Bridget used to do that with her mom every single Thanksgiving, Black Friday they would get up so early, they would go to every store, and they would have their Christmas shopping done that day. And so I get the nostalgia. Uh, Chelsea on Instagram at J underscore Chelsea, she said, after having a kid, I appreciate the online deals, but I also kind of miss the hustle and bustle at Walmart trying to grab DVDs, making friends with people on the other side, and bringing every family member so we get everything we want without having to worry about a buggy. Yeah, I get that. Like, is it stressful a little bit? Yes, but is it also like a good memory of just all being together and working together and that being something you do every year? Yeah, I get that too. So, you know, if you wake up on Black Friday and you're like, I just really feel the need for a Keurig in person on sale, get up, go to Walmart, brave the crowds, get yourself the Keurig, fight over a buggy. Feel the nostalgia. It's part of what makes Thanksgiving so fun. And now let's talk about what, for me, is the most fun Thanksgiving tradition. And that is watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I still watch it. I have it on in my house if I'm by myself, just in the background, because it feels like Thanksgiving. When that comes on, the music, the the hosts... All of it, it's just, it's the ushering in of the holiday season for me. And when I was a kid, I can remember like, you know, I think it started at like eight o'clock or it still does, Alabama time. I would just park myself in front of the TV in my pajamas and I was transfixed. The balloons, the musical numbers on the floats and the celebrities and just all of the things. And I can remember my mom would call like, you need to come do this. And we would do everything during the th- the commercial break because, you know, now we can pause it and come back to it. But back in the 80s and 90s, I mean, like you would miss it. And if like you missed the Thanksgiving Day Parade, you missed it. It was done. There were no re- replays. You could not DVR it. It wasn't, you know, broadcast again on the Peacock channel. Like it was watch it now or don't watch it. So we would try to do everything during the the commercial break. And, you know, even now, I just, I like the sound of it, even though I don't really know anybody on it. You know, last year I watched it and I realized that the majority of the people on the floats, I was like, I don't know who that is. (laughs) Like it's happening. I'm beginning to be out of touch with this generation because so many of them were these like uh, pop stars that I have never heard of before. But it's still fun. I still enjoy it. It's the one time also that I get to see Broadway musical excerpts. Like there are things that I don't know about until I see it on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So that's super fun for me too. So yeah, that just feels like Thanksgiving. And when I was a kid, you know, I knew that the Santa on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is the real Santa. And that was so exciting for me. Because I got a chance to see the real Santa. So every year I like to look and see the real Santa. Because he is the only, you know, he's the one that shows up to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So it's wonderful. And it really is, I think, like I said, the ushering in of the holidays. But for me, it is the beginning of the Christmas season. 
finally, my favorite part of Thanksgiving, my absolute favorite, is that Thanksgiving is the beginning of the Christmas season. So really, at the end of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, when Santa comes out on the sleigh, that starts Christmas for me. And it did for my family. On Thanksgiving night, we decorated our tree. We put up decorations. It was legal to listen to Christmas music. And I still do that. I start listening to Christmas music on Thanksgiving Day. And it just is the beginning of the Christmas fun. I think my most nostalgic and fond memory of Thanksgiving is that every year when I was a kid, my dad would start telling a story to me and my sister on Thanksgiving night. And it's a story with characters that his dad told him. So his dad created the story and then my dad passed it down. And every night he would tell us an installment and it was always about the same character. It was Jack the Bad Crow. So Jack the Bad Crow is this crow that every year tried to ruin Christmas. He had a a big vendetta against Santa and he would try to ruin Christmas. And there were characters, um, there was a squirrel and a rabbit that were friends and they lived together in a little tree. And my dad would really go into detail about what their house looked like and how they drank out of um, acorns, just, you know, like drinking tea, just all of these things. It was so charming. And every night my dad would tell part of the story and he would get to like a cliffhanger, you know, and then Jack broke into Santa's house. And then he'd be like, that you've got to wait till tomorrow to hear the rest of it. And this went on until I was probably 12. <laughs> we we did this story every night as long as I can remember. And it is one of, I think it probably is the fondest memory that I have of my dad. Because he really did make this time of year so magical. And my sister has actually, Holly Jo Flora, has written a book called Jack the Bad Crow. It's going to be a series. And it is out right now on Amazon. Anywhere that you can buy books, you can find it. And it is so sweet. And when I read it, it even, it makes me tear up because it just reminds me of the magic of this time of year, especially for kids. Um, How wonderful it can be to be with family and the traditions that we have. And I hope you all have a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday. If you are with family, I hope that you are able to just really relax and enjoy being around each other. If you are not with family, I would encourage you to reach out to friends because, you know, family is what we make it and friends can be your family. And I'll guarantee you they would be thrilled to have you join them at Thanksgiving. So don't be shy. Don't be by yourself if you don't have to be. Maybe you can even create some brand new Thanksgiving traditions. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me again this week. And as always, thank you so much for following and subscribing and telling your friends and family about the podcast. It means so much to me. If you get a chance to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be awesome. It just helps bump us up in the search results and helps people find the show. If you would like to find me on Instagram, it is super easy. I am at Resting Church Face. I hope you have a fantastic week and let's get together again soon.